Welcome to Theory of Indivisibility, solutions-focused evolutionary analysis of our social, economic, and political systems delivered to you in short, digestible episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Sunjata. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so happy that you've decided to join me once again. If this is uh, your, if you've been with me for a while, and if, and if this is your first time listening, thank you uh, for listening to the Theory of Indivisibility podcast. I, I hope that you like what you hear. I want to get some feedback from all of you who've been following along for the for the past few episodes or throughout the season. Um, you'll notice that for our analysis of power. I broke that down into three shows, part one, two, and three. And for patriarchy, I, I, I produced one show that included all three parts. So I want to know which you prefer. For this uh, episode for religion, which is the next uh, social system that we're going to explore, I'm breaking it down into three parts, partly because of just timing and schedule and the amount of time it takes to research versus how much uh, time I want to have in between uh, releasing episodes. And partly because I also want to be mindful about, uh, you know, keeping the shows digestible. So I would like some feedback from you. You can reach me at dr.sunjata at gmail.com, dr.sunjata at gmail.com. Let me know what you prefer. I'd like to get, you know, several perspectives on this and I'll continue to do it as I've been doing it in terms of just based on the timing of the research and how long it's been in between shows and when I have a chance to sit down and edit, et cetera. Uh, however, that can be swayed by, you know, the responses that that I receive from you all. So thank you in advance to those of you who are going to send some feedback to me. And once again, welcome to the show. During season one of Theory of Indivisibility, we are exploring the evolutionary origins, current complexities, and how my theory of indivisibility applies to the following social systems. Power over, patriarchy, religion, ownership, capitalism, democracy, racism, and education. In the previous episode, we discussed patriarchy. During today's episode, we are going to analyze religion because religion, as we know it, evolved in society after patriarchy. If this is your first time listening to the show, I highly recommend starting from episode one in order for you to gain the full context of the evolution of religion in human societies. It is important for me to note that the order of each episode is strategic because I've learned that our greatest societal challenges persist because we tend to see each issue as a singular entity instead of recognizing its evolutionary origins and honoring its interconnectivity and interdependence with every other system in society and the universe. The show is available on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts, so don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a new release. And if you like what you hear, please leave a rating and a review. It really helps to help us attract more listeners to the show. So I want to take a moment to thank my newest patrons, Guillermo and Erica, I am super giddy every time I receive an email that someone has chosen to invest in this work. 
I can't tell you how much it energizes me and helps me to continue to put the time in to do the research and to do all the editing and production that it takes to put on uh, each episode. I'm truly passionate about this work, um, but it is work. And to know that that work is valued really, really goes a long way. So I really appreciate your support, Guillermo and Erica. And if you get value, uh, if you're someone who's been listening and you get value from listening to this podcast and you'd like to support, please visit patreon.com forward slash live indivisible. Part one, we're going to discuss the evolutionary origins of religion. But first, I have to preface things by sharing with you how how much I grapple with what I've learned and what I'm about to share. You see, I grew up in in the Baptist church and the Southern Baptist church tradition. I grew up with a, a mother and two grandmothers who were deeply committed to Jesus Christ, Christianity and their churches. When I was growing up, there was never any talk about scientific evidence. I was taught that all we needed was the Bible and faith. The Bible was our first history book. It was our first science book, and it provided all the answers for how the world began and evolved, and we weren't to question it. If there were any unanswered questions, we were told to rely on faith to fill in the blanks. You see, this was pre-internet, right? This was pre-internet, pre-the diffusion of information at the rapid pace that is being diffused, pre-anyone having the ability to you know, read the latest findings from scientific evidence without expending tremendous effort, like going to a library or going to universities to do research. So, you know, we live in just a totally different age. And what's hard for me is that, um, well, I won't say it's hard, but what I will say is, you know, what's true for me is that I've always been someone that has questioned things. I've always been extremely curious. So once you give someone like me the internet, I'm not going to feel like everything that I learned growing up is the end all. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep learning. And I probably spent over a decade just learning about religion in general in the early, let's say in my early 20s, early throughout my entire 20s. I spent a lot of time. I took some I took a break. Then I got back at it in my early 30s where I really started to research the origins of like different religions and I noticed some 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 commonalities. I noticed uh, some themes in terms of how these religions were started, and I started to see religion from a very um, a, a ten thousand foot view versus just being focused on the religion I, that I grew up in. So, I guess this kind of what makes it hard is that it, it, it makes me an outsider uh, in our family culture to some extent because I chose a different path to gain understanding and clarity about our world and. I just have to I like to preface uh, whenever I talk about religion with saying that because I understand how important religion has been. And I'm going to speak specifically to Christianity. I I understand how important Christianity has been to my my mother and my grandmothers and other family members. And I understand how much uh, value that has in their lives and how it uh, what it what it the role it it plays in, in their identity. So it's a little bit weird for me to be in a space where I no longer believe those things in the ways that they believe it. I believe that religion has both some good aspects and some bad aspects. I don't think it's a situation where we got to throw away everything, but you know, I'll get more into that 
as these episodes evolve. So let's discuss how, when, and why religion started. To do so, I'm going to cite some info from two articles that I found on Wikipedia titled Evolutionary Origins of Religion and Evolutionary Psychology of Religion. And for anyone who's listening for the first time, in episode two, I shared some references and resources around why I, um, why I use Wikipedia and believe that it is a valid source and how I always cross-reference the information that I, that I get from Wikipedia because I know there's some skepticism about Wikipedia out there. The evolutionary origins of religions and religious behavior is a field of study related to evolutionary psychology, the origin of language, mythology, and the cross-cultural comparison of the anthropology of religions. Linguists, psychologists, archaeologists, anthropologists, and paleontologists primarily contribute to these fields of study on this topic. There is general agreement among scientists that a propensity to engage in religious behavior evolved early in human history, even before Homo sapiens, which is our species, which evolved approximately 300,000 years ago. However, there is disagreement on the exact mechanisms that drove the evolution of the religious mind. There are two schools of thought. One is that religion itself evolved due to natural selection and is an adaptation, in which case religion provided some sort of evolutionary advantage. The other is that religious beliefs and behaviors may have emerged as byproducts of other adaptive traits without initially being selected for because of their own benefits. Many of the adaptive values of religion are social solidarity theories which view religion as having evolved to increase cooperation and cohesion within groups. Group membership, in turn, provides benefits which can enhance an individual's chances of survival and reproduction. Stephen Jay Gold, now deceased, was an influential paleontologist, evolutionary biologist, science historian, and Harvard professor who described religion as an example of an adaptation, a term used to describe a shift in the function of a trait during evolution. He brings up Freud's suggestion that our large brains, which evolved for other reasons, led to consciousness. The beginning of consciousness forced humans to deal with the concept of personal mortality for the first time. Religion may have been one solution to this problem. Other researchers have proposed specific psychological processes processes which may have been co-opted for religion. Such mechanisms may include the ability to infer the presence of something that might do harm, the, the ability to come up with causal narratives for natural events, and the ability to recognize that other people have minds of their own with their own beliefs, desires, and intentions. These three adaptations, among others, allow human beings to imagine the reasons behind many observations that could not readily be explained otherwise. For example, thunder, lightning, movement of the planets, the complexity of life, etc. There's so many more fascinating details around the evolutionary psychology of the human mind and how that led to uh, humans adopting religion and religious beliefs and etc., and it's so much more than I can include here in the podcast, but I did provide links in the show notes to, to these articles. The best thing that I love about Wikipedia is the fact that they have hyperlinks that lead to other articles that provide even more context and even more details and understanding about the various topics that I'm, that I'm learning about. So Wikipedia models the interconnectivity and interdependence that exist in our universe. 
Wikipedia is a great example of systems thinking in practice. Scientific research of modern-day hunter-gatherers, people who have never been touched by colonization and who live in remote parts of South America, Africa, Asia, and the Pacific Islands, provides evidence that humans began practicing spiritual rituals, ceremonies, and beliefs hundreds of thousands of years before religion evolved. A 2016 study on the evolution of religion found in the Journal of Human Nature examined 33 hunter-gatherer societies around the world. The researchers found that the oldest trait of religion shared by the most recent common ancestor of present-day hunter-gatherers was animism. Animism is the belief that all things, plants, land, animals, inanimate objects, and natural phenomenon, have a distinct spiritual essence. The result of this study also suggests that belief in an afterlife, shamanism, and ancestor worship evolve as an integrated system of beliefs and practices. The study also notes that belief in either ancestral spirits or creator deities who remain active in human affairs was not present in ancestral hunter-gatherer societies. This is reflective of deeply rooted beliefs in egalitarianism amongst hunter-gatherer societies, where high gods would appear to be rulers. This same study notes that societies that went on to develop a belief in an omniscient and potentially morally punishing male creator did so as a reflection of its social and political structures. Next, let's refer back to our timeline of human prehistory found in the show notes of episode 2 to gain a chronological perspective. This timeline covers the time period after the first appearance of Homo sapiens in Africa approximately 300,000 years ago, known as the Middle Paleolithic period, to the invention of writing in Sumner in Egypt 4,600 years ago during the Bronze Age of the Holocene period. Now, I want to point out, again, as you, if you take the time to do a lot of this research about the, the evolution and the different time periods uh, throughout history, when you read something like the Bronze Age, you know, as in my mind, the Bronze Age was the Bronze Age. But as I've dived deeper into this information, I've learned that the Bronze Age is something that happens at different periods in different societies, just depending on how they evolve. So there's there's literally still uh, indigenous hunter-gatherer uh, people in remote parts of the world who still may be in the Stone Age or the Bronze Age because they never adapted, uh, you know, various um, civilization um, luxuries or, or, or technologies, etc., it is during the Holocene period, also known as the Agricultural Revolution, that the oldest evidence of organized religion is found in the Near East approximately 11,000 years ago, or the year 9000 BCE, which stands for Before the Common Era. When I was growing up, it was just BC, but now a more um, inclusive term that's being used to replace BC is BCE. And to replace A.D., it's now C.E., which stands for Common Era. So, what's, so what does that tell us? It tells us that for the first approximate 289,000 years of our existence as a species, our Homo sapien ancestors did not practice religion as we now know it. So what changed? If you've listened to the previous episodes of the podcast, you know that climate change during that period led to the agricultural revolution 
and the agricultural revolution led to the conditions for power over and patriarchal social norms to evolve, which I cover in detail in the previous episodes. Power over and patriarchy evolved to create social norms and language patterns that centered men as the default or norm, and that carried over to religion as well. This scripture from the New International Version of the Christian Bible provides an example. Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Revelations 19.5 As we see in this scripture, God is referred to as he and him. The power over language found in this scripture includes all you his servants and you who fear him. In his Pulitzer Prize winning book titled Guns, Germs, and Steel, Jared Diamond, who is a geographer, historian, and author, provides detailed context for the evolution of religion. In chapter 14 of the book, titled From Egalitarianism to Kleptocracy, Diamond explains how early human societies evolved after the agricultural revolution created the conditions for people to live sedentary for the first time. The ability to settle and farm the land instead of living nomadic and hunting and gathering contributed to population growth and the subsequent need for new social systems to manage that growth. Prior to the agricultural revolution, all humans lived in nomadic bands consisting of a few dozen people. Over time, bands evolved into tribes with hundreds of people. Tribes evolved into chiefdoms with thousands of people. And chiefdoms evolved into states with 50,000 plus people. The book explains how various social systems evolved to meet the demands of growth during each of these stages and provides a chart that I'll include in the show notes. Some highlights from that chart include government and decision making. So government and decision making in bands was egalitarian and in tribes was egalitarian. In chiefdoms, it was centralized. So that's when you first started to get the whole idea of chiefs, rulers, and kings. And in states, government and decision-making and leadership uh, became centralized. So next, let's take a look at a monopoly of force and information. So in bands and tribes, there was, there was no monopoly of force and there was no monopoly of information. Once we get to chiefdoms, then yes, there was. Now information was no longer being equally distributed, and the rulers, the kings, the chiefs, they had a monopoly on the use of force. And also in states, yes, there's a monopoly on force and information. What about the conflict resolution methods? So in bands and tribes, it was informal. In chiefdoms, it became centralized with the chief. And then, again, the chief or the ruler or the king. And within states, that's when laws and judges evolve to handle conflicts. Next is the economy and how goods were exchanged. So in bands and tribes, there were no, there was, I'm sorry, exchange was reciprocal. Everyone just shared, shared resources. In the chiefdom, it became redistributive. So the chief, the ruler, the king was 
all the commoners had to give them their their goods, their resources, their time, their energy as tribute for the protection and for the control that the that the ruler provided to uh, his kingdom. And then the chief or the ruler redistributed those things as they saw fit. And throughout history, of course, some were fair and some weren't. Also, in the in states, the exchange is done through redistributive taxes. Um, so we all know how the tax system works. Next, let's look at the division of labor. So in bands and tribes, there was no division of labor. However, once we get to chiefdoms, then yes, now you began to see uh, more of the division of labor starting to evolve. And obviously, the whole gender division in terms of labor and all those things began to evolve at that time. Next, let's take a look at slavery. So during the era of bands and tribes, there was no slavery. And once chiefdoms evolved, there was slavery on a small scale. And once states evolved, that's when we first, human societies first began to see slavery on a large scale. And finally, there's a section on this chart that's, that's called Religion Justifies Kleptocracy. So in bands and tribes, there was no religion to justify kleptocracy. This first evolved during chiefdoms, okay, when, once again, as societies evolved and got larger and needed more uh, controls in place, that's when you first began to, that's when human societies first uh, began to evolve religion. And in states, yes, religion was, was and is used to justify kleptocracy, but also in some states is not. So it's something that evolved over time. The initial states, mostly, yes. And then now we live in a society and, and where religion isn't used um, to justify kleptocracy in the ways that it once was. In episode three, I provided a detailed conversation about what a kleptocracy is and how chiefs and rulers created religions out of the spiritual beliefs and practices that evolved from bands and tribes in an effort to justify central authority, justify the transfer of wealth, and or maintain peace between unrelated individuals. So all of the information that I just went through, just again, highlighting a few areas on uh, this chart that kind of gives some clarity and context around how various social structures evolved throughout history can be found in the book Guns, Germs, and Steel. Guns, Germs, and Steel is such a fascinating read. I enjoyed it so much. And when you read the reviews or you speak to someone who's read it, you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't say that this book um, was was a huge eye-opener and one of the best books that they've ever read, especially for those people who are curious about how the world works. It is extremely detailed, extremely detailed in helping us to understand why society is the way it is currently. And it touches on every what happened on every continent in terms of the evolution of societies, life, um, animals, plants, everything. It goes into everything. And it's, it's just it's an amazing book. Um, and I highly recommend it. In preparation for this show, I, I took a look at the timeline of religion, which you'll find in the show notes. And... As a history lover, it is a fascinating study 
in terms of like just looking at from a historical perspective the timeline, the time frames between the different religions evolving, uh, the events that led up to it, uh, what ev- what religions came first and evolved into the new religions, um, the different denominations and the, and the events that happened throughout history to cause them to happen. Um, and as I'm looking at these, at the timeline, it just totally puts in perspective how much time passed, you know, uh, in between these different things happening relative to how much time that we all have to spend on this earth. And I mean, so much, so much history, thousands and thousands, well, millions of years have, you know, have occurred in terms of humans being on this earth. But in terms of religion evolving, I mean, literally thousands of years. And when you think of the fact that most people that had a hand in, 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 in writing the, the various religions and crafting the various theories, they did so in a short period of time, you know, 40, 50, 60 years, which was the lifespan um, generally back in those days. And then they would just pass on that information and then someone else would pick it up and they would build on it, et cetera. And things just evolved over time. And then, of course, there's different variables that informed the information, um, which I'm really uh, thankful for the scientists that I've read, the sociologists, archaeologists, et cetera, for letting us, for helping the reader to, or imploring the reader to also keep in mind that, you know, the, the power dynamics that have been in play throughout history, meaning that the powerful people are the ones who got to, who got to tell the stories. So what the information that they wanted to continue to move forward, move forward. The information that they did not want to move forward did not move forward. So there's many religions around the world, and I want to highlight a few of the prominent ones in the order in which they evolved. Hinduism evolved approximately in the year 1700 BCE, and that's about 4,000 years ago. Judaism evolved around 500 to 600 BCE. Buddhism evolved after that around 300, around 300 BCE, so about 300 years later. Christianity evolved between 30 CE and 62 CE, which is approximately 2,000 years ago. And Islam evolved around 610 CE, which is approximately 600 years after Christianity. I also took the time to read about the creation stories of each of these religions. Each one is different from the other and different from the scientific evidence that I presented in episode two about the origins of the universe. So which belief system is right? We'll dive deeper into that question and more during part two, an exploration of the current complexities of religion next time on Theory of Indivisibility. Theory of Indivisibility is written and produced by me. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform and share it with friends on social media. It really, really helps. It takes 20 to 30 hours of research, writing, producing, and editing to complete each show. So if you like what you hear, you can show your support in helping to make this show more sustainable by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash live indivisible that is also where you'll find show notes and resources for each episode thanks again for listening and until next time i love y'all peace open your
visionary mind frame got me open to this. I pause for a second, listen to the words that I spit. So can you feel it? Lose focus and you start to see the vibration hitting every nation. Check your foundation. A matter of energy got me circling for the world around me. Stand strong, holding the position I belong. Finish clearing the past and then you move on to a new way to go. Your engaging the flow, the critical mass. Got a brother running so fast, but will I slow down? The wheels and the bus go round and round. Sitting thinking how I'm living, what the long, but now I'm coming to a point where I'm bridging the gap. I reckon living with the interpersonal ethic emerging to another level with my culture. Open your mind, vision, no time, open your mind in this new vision, no time, open your mind in this new vision, no time, open your mind in this new vision, no time, open your mind in this. Theme song New Vision is performed by Achilles the Cosmonaut. Find more from Achilles the Cosmonaut on your favorite music streaming app. <laughs>